What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Synergy. Thanks for sharing negative outcomes into positive energy. All right. So, how has everybody been doing so far? Let, let's first of all talk about how we've been swept through this whole year, like a week ago. I mean, we have literally, we have ran a triathlon through um, 2021. Like, I'm looking like, what was just in June? I was just baiting off mosquitoes. I was just fanning off bugs or whatever. And here it is, the wind is blowing. I got on a windbreaker jacket and I'm out here walking the dog and it's like, hmm, it's a little airish. You know, I live in Florida, so to be cold for us is to be really, really, really cold. But it's a little airish. But anyway, I'm confused. Um, even though this year is a year that brings back so many um, fun memories and also some very horrible memories. And so I wanted to take this opportunity tonight to talk about a lot of things, such as rebranding. And I know we tend to deal with stocks and bonds and stuff like that. And in this season, we're talking about investing and starting your own business. That all has to do with this podcast today. So if you guys caught the slide introduction, which had the brief announcement in it, yeah, let's talk about it. So um, let's go back to May 30th, um, where my life changed tragically. And I don't really think that I've come to grips with everything that has happened because I have not stopped moving. I'm always staying busy. Like, my methodology for dealing with grief pain um, and dealing with all types of personal issues that will bring tears to your eyes. It's always me replacing it with something to numb it or something to take my mind away from it. I've learned over the years how to have myself really busy and really involved into positive things. And to, how do I say this? Fix everybody else, help everybody else. But living my worst moment while seeing people reap the benefits of of the things that I've done for them, and not saying it in a prideful way, but, and not saying that I do stuff for people just to mask my pain or things like that. I do it because I love people. However, I've identified something about myself. I really don't think I like it. And what I've identified is, is that starting with our home, we lost our home. It's no secret that or June, July, August, September, October, 
almost five months who were homeless, living at a hotel. We had some of the best people to come and give us like help, pay for our rooms, um, even with insurance and stuff. People pay for food. It was really a blessing to have people come and and take part in and and being there for you. I don't get too deep and too emotional, but when I think about it, immediately after we lost our house, and guys, as I say, I'm walking the dogs, but you'll hear a car pass by a minute. So, as I said, I, I, we lost our house. And immediately I began to work. Oh, I was on the phone with this person and on the phone with that person. I was making sure everybody was okay. My main concern was my parents, my elderly parents. And, and I think for me, that now getting to the place that I'm in now, all that I've done was to try to get us back into a place, to try to get us into a house, try to get us into a place with a roof over our head. We ran into issues trying to put some on my mom's property in the city. They wanted her to tear down, oh, tear down the house on the property. They were very anal. Um, my stepdad, very adamant and not putting anything on his own property because he didn't want to leave anything to his kids. Because his kids showed him who they were. One of the most painful things is that you see a man in his 70s that was so braggadocious about his kids for so many years come to you on a day that you guys are trying to put a tarp. Put a tarp over your house. Because I think that's why I haven't dealt with this part of the, you know my life right now because it's emotional. Um, but to see a guy that is 70-something years old put a tarp, you know, struggling to put a tarp over his house and him pull you to the side not once but twice. This man came to my room. We were at the house and was doing some things at the house and we were cooking. You guys, I have such a great appreciation for life, such a great appreciation for for having something over your head. Listen, I've I'm I've been homeless before. <laughs> and this was at the behest of my own behavior. However, this situation was out of my hands. And um, so he's on the ladder and he's talking to me and, and, you know, in the backyard, he tells me, he says, you know, the plans have changed. I'm thinking like, okay, because we were going to put a house on the property up there where we're at now. Um, but I'll get to that in a minute. So we we're going to put a house on the property up there. And he told me, he said, the plans have changed. I'm like, what? And this was on a Saturday after church. We had this conversation. He said, the plans have changed. I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, what's going on? 
So he basically told me, he said, um, um, we're putting it on your mom's property. He said, the plans are changing. He left it like that. And I was like, okay, all right, fine. And we got back to the hotel. Um, as we still were looking for homes and stuff like that. And we got back to the hotel and we got back to the hotel. I was in my room, just kind of laying down, watching TV. Me and the dog he came and knocked on the door. And um, he pretty much came in and he sat down in the chair and he says, you know, the plans changed because. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, well, wait a minute. What happened that I don't know what happened? You know, my mom, she told me in bits and pieces, but he kind of filled in the gaps and he said, because I don't want my kids, um, I don't want my kids to give your mama a hard time. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I hear you and I understand what you're doing. You're trying to protect your wife. And if anything happens to her, you want to make sure that your kids don't get up on her face. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, they run up on my mama's face. I sit in jail. Hey, I get a bath. Get to get to eat. I get to meet some new friends. They may not be the best of friends. Maybe we have Bible study. I am a pastor. But maybe we can have Bible study. But um so at the end of the, the day we you know, we talked about some stuff and and his main concern was ensuring that there was a place for me, my mom, and, and him. And that's his main concern, is that having a shelter for our head. And um, I um, said, okay. Then one week went to two weeks at the hotel looking for houses. Two weeks went to three weeks. Three weeks went to four and five and six and seven and then so forth. And then, then we were into months. We were in the months living at a hotel. I kind of miss it though. You have your own bathroom, you have your own this, your own that, and you know, you're kind of chilling. But have months. Months. At a hotel. Months. And um, The 18th of October, we leave the hotel because I found an RV. And I said to myself, if anything, we can get out of here. You know, I started getting sick. My mom started getting sick. He started getting sick. You know, everybody started getting sick. And it was like, okay, we got to leave from this place. Because everybody getting sick. And so we left. And um, since we've been gone, I'm gonna say this, and, and, and through the whole ordeal, I was putting in light switches and fixtures, and there was people helping me to redo the, the my mom's house, my mom and my aunt's house, and my grandparents' house, their first house, and you know they were helping me redo the house. And, we were building this and doing that and doing this and doing that. And um, every day. And I realized today that I've not dealt with my own 
feelings towards all of this and how I truly feel and how it has really impacted my life. But I've buried myself once again, trying to help people, trying to stay busy. And not in fact trying to stay busy. I have been moving, y'all, since May 31st. I have been moving nonstop. Non-stop. I have been moving, literally, doing something every single day. Exhausting my body. Wearing myself out completely. I've been doing all of this every day. And it was tiring. You know, it became tiring. And, and, and I can honestly say that there are some things that I'm pretty sure health-wise came from me not resting. But while there are other things that were attributed to some other stuff. But for me today, I think the straw broke the camel's back when his children, his daughter, the one who does not like me, which she can piss on a bed of coals and eat them if I for all I can. <laughs> this is how I feel about that person. Um, they sent a message and I was like, hey, we're going to um, North Carolina for Thanksgiving. Okay. You're not taking your dad? You're not making sure he has anything to eat for Thanksgiving? You know, you're not checking on him to see how he's doing for Thanksgiving? If he needed something? If he needed food for Thanksgiving? You didn't even just say, hey, you want to let's do Thanksgiving in my house. You know, I'll let your wife cook and we'll do Thanksgiving in my house. Nothing. Nothing at all. And so that was the straw. It broke the camel's back because your father is living in the RV with his wife. Not only he's living in the RV with his wife, he's sleeping on a futon. His wife is sleeping in a chair. A very comfortable bed chair. What it is, it's a bed chair. So not like she's sleeping in the chair. But you have a refrigerator that not working. Of course, because it's old and it's used. Small stove. No one's helping you do anything out of your children. The only person that has been helping do anything has been your stepson. And I've shared my 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 feelings towards um, towards them in previous podcasts, but to me, 
This is an extreme new life. You can't get no lower than this. You can't get no lower than this. This is an extreme new low. Like you, there, you can't get no lower than this right here. And when I say you can't get no lower than this, how low can you go? What else could you do to wound or hurt your father whose health is declining? But you can care less, right? Because it's about you and your job and all of these things. You put these people first. You know, you put yourself first. And you forget this man's loins is where you come from. He planted the seed inside of a wound. But you came out of his loins. Out of his loins. Your mother's womb opened up to receive his seed. And it was acceptable to you, or else you wouldn't be here. So, after an anus horribilis, I have come to a conclusion. And, um, Synergy podcast will remain the same, but our focus will shift because after realizing that I internalized a whole lot of emotions and feelings, and I tend to explode when I, I'm up to here, I've been, you know, I tend to explode, but I'm realizing that um, I'm also tired of dealing with the idiocy, the foolishness that these people bring. And I think sometimes we privatize our lives too much and we don't discuss it. And so because we do privatize our lives too much, we hold too much in. And so if my experience can help somebody, it's time I shift gears and children. Help you guys deal with what you're dealing with. You know, because I'm about people and loving people and individual care. I love everybody. And so, because of that, I want to help everybody. Even though you can't help everybody, but you can try at least to be supportive to people. But, um, I'm going to tell y'all this. We have been back um, on the homestead and where we was when we lost the house. And it's bittersweet and it's rough because you're still dealing with the house that's on the other side of you. And you have to see this house every single day. And it is painstaking. Because in my mind, it's like, this ain't real. Like, I want to go in here lay down and and watch TV. There's a car coming up beside me, guys. Um, I want to go in here and and rest 
and rest and, and, and look at some TV for a little bit. You know, that's what I want to do. But I can't. Can't go turn the light on in my room. I can't go and, um, I can't go and, um, go to the refrigerator or go to the stove and, and, and bake a cheesecake or make my pastas. Can't do that. I don't have a comfortable way of living right now. Yet I have a very uncomfortable way of living. It's very tedious. And it's uncomfortable because it's not what I'm used to. It's uncomfortable because it's frustrating. And even though you have a house, you still feel homeless because you're not whole. It's not a whole house. You know, the living room is the bedroom. The kitchen is a step away. Um, not a house with many bedrooms. It's not one with many showers. And um, you don't have all of the luxuries. You don't have all of the amenities. The dining room table, the kitchen table. Everything is different. Everything is different. Everything is not the same. Um, but I've learned that even in the midst of everything being different and not the same, that this isn't the end. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to remain positive and being focused and driven. This is not the end. This is like, you know, this is the beginning, right? You know, everything started off fresh and started off new. This is like renewal. You know, this is coming time. It's like, wait, we finna, you know, everything is going to be great from here. Excellence occurred from here. But, um, we've got to, um, get to a long place. Well, we got a long way to go, rather. And it's not like we have a short time. We have a long way to go. And to be honest, it's not going to happen overnight. But things are going to look up pretty soon. You know, some things shifting into place. Um, if we can stabilize that stock market, which we're going to talk about in a minute, um, things are, things will line up eventually. But everything, and I'm learning this, everything has a purpose, right? You know, stuff just don't happen for no reason. Everything in our life has a purpose. It has a reason. It has a purpose. It is, you know, these things happen because of something. And for us to understand what it is and why things happen, we have to understand, you know, what could possibly be the lesson. That we need to learn, you know, because understanding why it happened. Okay, we know something happened. Why did it happen? What is the lesson that we we, we should have learned in the old place that could potentially cause us to repeat it in a new place? Was it for us? 
Was it a lesson being taught for us, or was it something being taught for somebody else? You know, you never know. Like in an instance, it's almost as if like it's like like when does this light bulb come on and say this is it? Like ding. You don't get that in this case. You pretty much kind of stuck trying to figure out, okay, all right, God, which way you want me to go? What you want me to do? Um, so you were like, you know, what is it that you want me to do? Where, where is you want me to go? And, you know, the thing is, is that understanding who you, the understanding, like, what's next? What's next? And, um, and understanding what's next and, and where does life take us after this? Because we know this is temporary, it's not permanent, and so because it's not permanent, then you know, where do we go next after this? Do we move to a big house? Do we move to an apartment? Do we move to our own more land? Do we build from the ground up? Like what? What is it that we do next? What is it that we do next? But in the meantime, we pray and we wait. And um, just so you guys know, it's like, I've learned a lot about family and friends during this time, man. Um, I'm grateful for the lesson because it taught me a whole lot about people and it taught me a whole lot about love and it taught me the importance of family taught me the importance of, of unity in, in who you have with you and um, the value points of that. I think without it, um, definitely we have been, we would be nowhere without, you know, all this happening. I think we would have been a broken, just like broken people, but we, we were able to unite as a united front. My focus was 100% drive, trying to get them out of there, like trying to get them out of the house, safe. I heard that night was just crazy and chaotic, and the tree hit the house, but trying to get them out of there. It had been my focus since this happened, my focus to get them into something more comfortable. You know, my goal is the next to try to get them into something better than this. This is just something to get us out of the hotel, the back home. But we've got to get something better. We gotta get a house. We need a home home. We need a home. And um that's what I'm you know, what my desire is, is that we have a home. Um, beyond this. Because it's not like my house, your house, because we, we, that's how we're living. I have a hem shed, which is a house. <laughs> And they have a house. So it's like my house, their house. She's like, and it's so funny because my mom is like, she says stuff like, what? You going to your house? Yes, I'm going to my house. Like we, we live on the same property, but we live in two different houses. So it's so weird. Um, definitely different. Not what I expected, um, but. Sometimes you can't you can't see what's in front of you until you get close up to it. 
But on that note, so hope you guys have been investing your finances um, into the right places. Um, right now, the market seems a bit kind of iffy. It looks seems a bit kind of touchy. It looks, seems a bit kind of sensitive. That's what the market seems like. It seems like it's a bit kind of sensitive. But anyway, um, I'm thinking that I'm going to because I have so many shares. I have uh, 14 million, I think, 14 plus million, I think, shares. And so, yeah, I'm in double-digit shares, <laughs> double-digit million. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do pretty good. I do pretty good. My initial investments are pretty, pretty good. And then you guys, I'll tell you guys about flex, um, flexible investments. Oh, my God. That's what I'm going to tell you guys. Flexible investments are so amazing. Y'all know my money just sit there and I just make percentages. And... I'm going to do the 50-50, I think. And um, I'm going to make percentages off of that. So um, that's what um, where my focus is going to be at. Next is to make my percentages. And not only make my percentages, but to see if I can actually cash out with those percentages. Um, I want to try to get those percentages at high higher rate, do like a 50-50 split, and then go from there. And then once I go from there, then see how things work out. Let's see if I do a 50-50 split, then things should be more than what they are now, because I just did a safety split, pretty much. I only did 1% of the initial $8 million because um, I invested. So I pretty much put $8 million in flex, and the other million uh, shares I had, I left them where they were. Now, I don't lose any shares or positions. Um, it's just eight million is, is being invested as well for me um, into another marketplace, which is good. And I'm learning flex. Um, but what I want to do is I want to pull out everything. Not totally everything. I probably want to pull out like... Mm, I want us to have another bull run first because we have another bull run and we hit like, uh, let's see, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. Then I want to at least pull out at least $1,500. $1,500 would do me wonderful. It would be very good to do $1,500. Um, and because of that, that's what I would want to do, um, $1,500. And so... Um, the amazing thing is, is that taking a fifteen hundred out, I can use that to buy some extra stuff and do some other stuff. But I made myself a promise that I was going to buy um, hundred million shares in February. Yeah, I want to buy hundred million shares in February. So probably by the summer of next year, I'll be sitting probably close to. In residual, like what I take home, um, I'll be sitting close to um, sitting close to like a probably a million or so um, dollars in profits. And so um, that's what I'm looking and hoping to to garner my increase by. Because if I do a million dollars in profits, then I can do an even greater amount of investment because one of my main concerns is that 
um, once the stocks um, and the market spikes, because there's going to be a flip in the market. Um, I'm just waiting. And I'm trying to wait and see if it's going to be the holiday rush. Now, if it's going to be the holiday rush, if that's going to shake up the market because of all of the sales, if people are going to be, you know, and then Christmas, and people are going to be buying stocks then, people are going to be buying shares then. You know, I want to know, you know, I'm looking at the possibility of increased market um, and increased share costs in the market because people may end up buying more shares and which will increase the value of what I have. Or people may end up buying shares of stock, which is good. Um, as long as we can keep a system where people are buying and not dumping. And most of the time, you have people that have already invested like millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now all of a sudden, they, um, they literally, for example, when we had a bull run that day, there were several millionaires made that day. There were several millionaires made that day. As a matter of fact, I know somebody who actually made about almost $20,000 in one day. Um, millionaires were made. And when they hit that cap of that million and three million and four million and five million, these people started dumping. And um, they started dumping. And when they started dumping, shares started dropping in price. They were selling shares off like it was nothing. I was like, are you guys serious? So of course, the the race to to um, to ensure that um, the market is stable before we invest is is one thing, but understanding that for your share costs and and and, and stock value to go up, you're going to have to do some things. Um, you're going to have to do some things like invest. And of course, the market is going to be different. It's going to shift. You know, that's what it does. Um, but you have to be willing to pour in those investments and invest really well. So, for example, I want to take out at least, um, let's say we get, 15, you know, let's say I'm able to pull out a $1,500. Good. I wanted to go up to, you know, I'm able to pull out a $1,500. Not saying I'm broke now, because I'm not. I'm not broke by, by far. Six, you know, four, or 14 plus million shares, I'm not broke at all. I'm good. However, I need another bull run so that I don't bother what's in there. That I'm able to withdraw out what I want. Um, for what I've earned. And so if I'm able to draw out, withdraw out what I earned, then um, I'll let the rest sit in there until February. And in February, I buy 100, 100 million shares. Then by June, you know, hot summer where everybody's traveling, everything doing good in the spring, the summer. Then by June, voila, I put by February, I put in 100 million shares, buy 100 million shares, then by June, and let that 100 million just sit. Then by June, a wave comes. When that wave comes, then we're looking at what? 100 million shares. I'm looking at 
a million dollars. If it hits a penny, a dollar, a quarter, I'm looking at a whole, I'm looking at over, I'm looking at a hundred million dollars. And you best believe I'm going to cash that out. But the only thing I hate about it though is this. This is where it frustrates me with the platforms that we use or when you invest in this stock. You can't cash all your money out at one time. And I'm like, no. How does that work? So it's like, you can't cash all your money out at one time. I'm like, um, I want all my money. <laughs> Give me all my money. And so, <laughs> you know, but you can't cash all your money out at one time. And so because you can't cash all your money out at one time, then you start withdrawing like $25,000 at a time. Like you can cash it all out, like, and put it into like a um, savings which is a, it's a savings in the system. However, you ain't gonna just cash out a whole $100 million. You can only cash out 25 grand at a time. And I, that's okay, that's cool. Cause I can cash out, you know, 25,000 in one day and 25,000 in another day, and 25,000 in another day until I get to about $100,000. And when I get to $100,000, I'm good. Cause I can, you know, 25, um, you know, $25,000, you know, for seven days. And of course, it's not going to, it's not going to all come out. You know, you're not going to all have seven days and it's not going to, you know, you cash it out and say, you know, it's going to show up. Um, it's going to show up in your bank account right then. No, you got to wait till that money is processed. Because basically what you're doing is you're ordering money. So, if I do $25,000, oh, $25,000 for seven days, take it out. That's $175,000. Do you not know that with $175,000, I ain't got to worry about bills. Or $100,000 is, is what will pay my bills twice times over for a whole year. Probably two years, three years, four years. Probably looking at that. And then you got the $75,000, you know, so with one, you know, I would say one week of withdrawals, just all the way, the whole week, just never touch nothing as to go into your bank account, just let it build up. You get $175,000, you're fine. You're fine. You're literally fine. You can live off $175,000, especially if you own, own your own home, excuse me, you own your own home. Your car is paid for. All the thing you do is pay homeowners insurance, light bill, rent, or light bill, cable, um, gas, and utilities, whatever the case may be, phone, and whatever the case may be. You know, you you pay your bills. You pay your little small essentials and other essential bills. You can literally live off $175,000 in a year. And you can buy a car in the process. Totally buy a car. Um, right off the lot. Don't have to worry about it. But this is where... There's a catch twenty-two. You withdraw out a million dollars. A hundred, what is that? A million dollars. Um, a hundred thousand of those dollars, you got to pay taxes. Yeah, unfortunately, the type of investment that I do is in in coins, and so yeah, Biden signed some paperwork to make it so difficult now. So. You have to pay taxes. You have to pay taxes. Now you have to pay taxes on that stuff. You, you basically 
have to make sure that you pay your taxes because the IRS is snooping. So make sure you take out $100,000. So 100000 of those dollars, unless you leave it in there. Now, I'm not sure if you guys can do a bypass. Let's say I got $175,000 out of there. And so I have to pay um, 10% of that in taxes. What I cashed out, well, I pull all of it out the market, and it's a million, hundred million dollars. So what do I do? Pay the tax people. <laughs> there ain't no way around it. Pay the tax people. But anyway, guys. All right, so that's my little spiel for the night. And um, I hope to be with you guys more often. I just got some other stuff I just got to finish, and just a little quick note. Um, yeah, as I was saying, guys, earlier, I'm going to marry two, two series together. So I'm changing my IGTC, IGTV series pretty soon. Can't tell you the name right now, but I'm changing that pretty soon. And I'm going to change, I'm going to marry the two series together. So I'm not changing the name from the podcast. It's still going to say Synergy, but IGTV series is going to change. And they're both going to be kind of reflective of the other. So I'll probably have moments um, in my podcast um, where I share, like, inserts, stuff like that. So, yeah. But anyway, all right, guys. So I love you so much. And I will catch you guys on tomorrow or not tomorrow, sometime this week coming in. I ain't podcasting so long. I got to get a consistent schedule. But anyway, thank you for watching or listening to this episode of Synergy. May you guys have a blessed night, good morning, good evening, and hey, peace, love, and happiness. Good night.